Greetings, nerds. This is Dana Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well. Sarah, how are you doing? So, (laughs) (laughs) I am... This is going to be very odd for me tonight because about three hours ago, my um, uh, tooth I had was numbed um, because I needed to get a filling. And so it has faded. It wasn't as bad as it was, but I still, as I'm talking right now, I'm slurring my words a bit more because I'm still trying to get <laughs> <laughs> I have a horrible fool in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like. Uh, can we do later tonight? I don't know. <laughs> this yeah. is so funny. Have like get that done, but but yeah. So I'm doing good. I'm doing good. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm hanging in there. It's just uh, it's been one big long week, but uh, yeah, I, I'm here. And I'm not quarantined, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the beauty of podcasting. Even if we do get quarantined, we can still do this. <laughs> theoretically. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I mean, wow. Let's, yeah, I mean, you know, it just seems like in the last 24 hours or so in the world of entertainment, sports, everything, things just went from like zero to 60. And because, you know, first we got the word about Falcon and Winter Soldier having to halt their production in Prague last uh, yesterday. And then, and and now we learn Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson has COVID coronavirus. Right. I mean, it's just it's just amazing, and everything in between. I mean, a, you know, between a basketball player, I guess, tested positive, so the NBA suspended their season. March Madness is now going to be played at empty arenas. I mean, it's just wild. Yeah, it's it's a lot, and um, reactions are very interesting I think to something that you were saying during the pre-show we're used to disasters and we're used to things I mean will but like that's your bread and butter but at the same time something at this level mm-hmm. in in this case like this is like a movie all of a sudden. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and we're yeah. just like, where is the damn monkey? <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where's <laughs> that monkey that we can just, you know, kill it? You know, or not or get get the sample that we need so we can create an antidote and be done with this, you know, all in a all, all in two hours instead of this unknowing, you know, time. But uh yeah, it's just it's uh, interesting times it that is. we're it is it is so bizarre. I mean, it's not even bizarre. It's just fascinating how how it's escalated and everything is being affected to the point where my parents are coming over and I'm like, you need to bring your own toilet paper because apparently <laughs> everybody- yeah. everybody's buying. Yeah, in the lower 48, you probably can't find toilet paper in the store. I know I couldn't <laughs> Sunday night. It was the craziest thing. Right. <laughs> I was just doing my I- normal weekly shop. <laughs> after work and I was just like let me grab one of these last because I'm already running low so let me make sure I can get some extra but I just people are are fascinating and and it's not I don't know I don't want to encourage it and we definitely want to move on this subject because it's it's already taking up too much of our life so in on that note um this weekend I saw two movies Mm. well two movies I saw code eight <laughs> also known as Sarah missing Stephen ML. No, no. So it was ninety nine cents. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's just be real, though. I'm cheap. So, um, 
this movie, it, it was bizarre watching it because I could see what they wanted to do and then what they could just do based on the money that was um, generated through the, the crowdfunding or whatever they did. Um, it, it, because it, I mean, when you look at it, you, the story, you're like, yeah, that's a good draft. <laughs> it also, the ending just bothers me because it just, it, it ends in this most awkward way where clearly they want to set up a sequel, but they don't really do it. And it's just, there is no, um, there's no complete completedness about it. There's nothing that comes full circle. It's just, it's like, oh yeah, and this is what happens to these characters. You're like, oh, so so what was the point of this? I don't what. <laughs> it was uh, uh, it was odd. Can you name the second movie I saw? Hmm, second movie you saw. Uh, did you finally watch Parasite? <gasps> oh my god! And no, I did not tell Will. But I did watch Parasite. I did. Uh, I, honestly, folks, you did not tell me that at all. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, no DM about it or message or anything about it. I, I just, yeah, that's an honest-to-God guess. Intuition. Yeah. So, We've been doing, yeah. How did you like it? I, um, I think that I took enough time between all the award shows and everybody gloating about this movie and saying it's the best thing ever and also hearing people who, who watch it and it's like I don't get it I did I, I had enough of that to go into it feeling very neutral like I didn't have high expectations I didn't have low expectations um I, I really liked it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I get it I totally get it I get why it won all those awards um there now initially the first hour and a half you do you will not get it and then there is a turn and then it's just like watching a slow motion car accident and you're like oh okay so here we go this is the real movie and and i think maybe that's part of the problem is that there's a good half where you're just like it's beat for beat storytelling you know exactly what's what's going to happen and then there's this one turn and suddenly everything goes into a direction and you're like damn damn huh. yeah wow. yeah wow okay I, I it's on my list and i've been meaning to uh meaning to watch it but uh, i i haven't obviously but uh that's that's if you if if you if you liked it then um i i have a feeling i will too I will, but I, 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 can't, I can't wait to check it out. That and the other Oscar uh, nominee that I still want to check out is Jojo Rabbit. But uh, yeah. those. Yeah. I think, I, yeah. That's on the list. That, yeah. That's on the list. There's a few others. I'm just waiting. I just noticed that Parasite was finally at $2.99 to rent. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know. That's good to know. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be doing that this weekend. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, I liked it. Um, I hope other people check it out because it, it is something to, to watch it. And it's just good storytelling overall. I mean, we're so used to the, as these uh, spectacle films and even spectacle TV shows. I think that's why everyone goes nuts about succession is because there is, there is nothing, there's no spectacularness, you know, there's no big action moments. It's just about a family 
who who have so many problems like with their own identities and with who they are as a family and and that that you just love that drama and and I think Parasite does that as well as where it looks at a family and fleshes out the characters and the characters bring the the action or that that kind of like hook into why you would just watch people living life and making crappy decisions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I, I think you're right about that. There, there is a lot of spectacle television to go along with spectacle movies. So it is, it is refreshing. I think sometimes where you can just really have a, a show that just really focuses on uh, just storytelling, like telling, telling and, and, and those just, you know, very low tech, but very, deep drama beats yeah which brings us into our slate of shows which is <laughs> <laughs> all spectacle so some spectacle and some like you know reflection i guess are, are you referring to flash with that reflective note yeah yeah actually i am okay. but also it had its moments of spectacle as well it okay all right so I, I have a feeling based on that, we're going to disagree. <laughs> I was so freaking bored by this episode. Of this really? Time. This was the one show this week where I actually met, I, from start to finish, I, I was completely engaged. I have not been that way with The Flash in a long time where I was not distracted uh, while I was watching, watching the episode. Yeah. I complete opposite. I was, and maybe it's because I literally watched it an hour or two ago. Okay. And I, I'm going, th- I'm drugged up. I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe, maybe it's the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, there was something about it where I just felt like exposition, exposition, exposition. What is this episode trying to do? <laughs> exposition exposition it it felt it didn't the um it wasn't the pacing mm-hmm. it was more that we it's, by now the flash has had so many seasons and the formula of the episode has a villain the villain carries through the through line in this episode we were introduced to the villain right away and then it got, and then Cisco comes back and claims that he's been tracking this villain this whole time. And I'm like, what is it? Where is this coming from? Who, Cisco, who are you? And Cisco <laughs> asked the same question. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, it just, and then they tie it together at the end. And it just felt like they wanted it to be it. They, they had two writers write two separate scripts and then they decided to make one episode. That is what I what I watched. So, so first, I I hear you. I hear you. I, I could see how you could you would feel that way about the episode. What I really liked about the episode was it really it got to the zen of the Speed Force, and 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 also I really liked how they had integrated uh, Wally back into the story because. Mm-hmm. Because I know this is, you know, again, it's an adaptation and stuff, but, you know, Wally does in, in the in the 
comic of Crisis, he he does and Jay Garrick both have a role, and they obviously did not have one in the television version of Crisis. So and it began, you know, he's been gone away for a long time. He went over to Legends of Tomorrow for a bit, um, and the, you know, and he the last we heard, he was you know off in a monastery somewhere, and 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 then they bring that back, and he's very zen, and he. I think the thing I liked about the episode was how they, without eclipsing Barry, they showed how, in some regards, and just like how, just the same way with the comic, how Wally actually exceeded Barry in his capabilities and knowledge of the of the Speed Force. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, so I think for for me, as as someone who has read the comics and seeing how they adapted certain elements of Barry and Wally's story into this episode. It, I, I really, really enjoyed that. And I really enjoyed how they had, how they, how they use Wally. And, and I know part of the reason why Keenan left was he, Lonsdale left. I mean, he was, you know, he was on his own voyage of self-discovery and stuff. And, 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 but they, but they used his own personal, story and in, in integrated into the story of the show and it, it and to me it really worked and it gave that per that, that character purpose which by the time he left the show he really didn't have much of one see i i i hear you and this really is going to boil down to strictly tv watcher and then tv and comic book watcher mm-hmm. reader whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> enthusiast <laughs> because what I what I think about in this episode is the fact that last season with Nora Barry um, demonstrated such amount of maturity mm-hmm. and also just legacy and ownership of his actions and you know what I think at the end of the day this is what this season has been lacking where they almost they almost peaked his character growth and then decided they had to take it all back. Mm. And this episode is probably why I felt that more than any of the other episodes in the season because even in that line where Barry's like, "Hey kid Flash, there's a weird stutter, I swear to god." <laughs> <laughs> where even it felt awkward to call Wally that rather than just hey Flash because the kid like like he is a, he's an adult yeah he is <laughs> he is just weird to call him a kid yeah. and then they they do this and and there's such a lack of maturity in in Barry in this episode and maybe maturity's not the right word in terms of this episode there's just something stunted about mm-hmm. it where I feel like we got a version of Barry maybe season three, season four, mm. when last year it was it was Dad Barry. So right. so we know he's he's grown beyond this, and we understand that he realizes how much he sacrificed during crisis, um, everything but his actual life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but in a, but in a way, he did sacrifice yeah. his life because. Because of you know introducing the chain of lightning into the speed force unknowingly, uh, unknowingly, which but he, begs the question: Well, yeah. if he had known, would he have made a different decision? Oh, 
you know, I saw your note about that prior when, when I was getting ready for it tonight. And my initial thought was, yes, he would have. Because that's Barry Allen. This season. This season. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's Barry, too. I mean, I think Wally, whenever he had, he and Barry had their argument in, in Barry's lab, really, you know, that, the, you know, Barry does still uh, takes takes the universe and on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And, and so knowing what he knows now and basically because of the sac you know because of it, the sacrifice of losing the speed force in order to allow Spectre to bring back a new universe and a combined universe, he would have made that choice. Because he's that he is that selfless and even though he would have lost you know, he he, he would have lost you know, he, he doesn't lose his life literally, but you know, but meta, you know, but his life as the flash would end. Right. Right. And that's another thing that I got a lot from this episode is that um, I I really am curious about where this is going, because it almost feels like set up for the actual end of this series. Mm. I think it is setting up. Well, yeah, I think you're right. I think if they do, you know, they're all signed for seven seasons, Mm -hmm. uh, knowing. And again, like you said, this is where comic book reader slash watcher gets one thing out of it versus, you know, someone who made that's not as familiar with the newer material in the comic books. Uh, they really, you know, by introducing the speed force and the construct of various forces, which has been one of the things that's been a uh, theme in the comics recently, they've, they've, they've had a whole arc about different extra dimensional forces that play in the universe you could I could see where they are they are building towards a, 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 an ending uh, mm-hmm. to the series uh, by introducing all these various things and, and like the turtle too I mean that's one of the uh, powers that uh, manifests itself in 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 the comic recently uh, it wasn't a turtle too but it, it was definitely uh, there and um, and and we've seen you know I've mentioned before on the podcast how we've seen how uh, Eric Wallace, the current showrunner, has been integrating more of the modern stories into into the show, and and even even last season with the negative speed force with uh, with uh, with Thong. I mean right. those are all new things that have been developed in the comic recently, so I could see how they're they're building towards that, and it wouldn't surprise me if like when we get to Comic Con next year, assuming it's held. Um, this year, you know, they'll, when they come back in the fall, this is the last season of The Flash. Yeah, yeah. So, so Barry's version of, or his new constructed Speed Force will be yeah. called Positive Force, correct? Yeah, it could be. I mean, and, and again, that's, and that's actually based in the comic when they had a, they had a Justice League of America Avenger crossover and, and he, and he couldn't access the Speed Force in that crossover. So he actually built the Speed Force battery. Yeah, and it was AAA positive. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so we the one saving grace is that Tom Cavanaugh plays Eobard Vaughn the best way. Mm-hmm. I, I, do, I do have to say, when they locked him up and he was spouting his hate towards Barry and Cisco, I really like that scene. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I did too. That is just, it's just, 
the drama and the the fear and the realization of this long chess match that these two have been playing. Now, I do have to admit, <laughs> part of me continue, immediately was thinking, God, Eobard, again, why do you hate him so much? <laughs> what is that? I've lost this thread. What is... <laughs> I know there's a history here, but still, have <laughs> we really boiled that down? But um, I, I do, I do like that. I like how they've um, Nash is the exorcism of Nash. I think that's what they're calling next week's episode, and I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. So even though I did not really overall enjoy this episode, and I, I definitely have some severe issues with it. Um, I, I do, I did like the ending. Yeah. Yeah. The ending was amazing. I mean, when, you know, when I was just like cheering, you know, we, we, we call obviously it was pretty obvious early on in six B that that was indeed Bond, but just to call back to season one with the hand through the heart, I mean, just, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just Cisco, I mean, that was when I was just like, Oh crap, I, I don't want Cisco to go, even though I feel like they are working, maybe transition them out. But uh, when they had, you know, those, those things in the pipeline, you're right. That's 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 what made the show so popular. That that chess match, as you just put it perfectly, between Barry and Fawn, and and whenever they are on the screen together, um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's 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 good stuff. So, let's talk about Batwoman. Yeah, yeah, that was my second favorite. They also week. had a really good ending scene. I, um, and it, and it was the, the episode, it's pretty consistent with everything else we're, we've been getting, especially since post crisis villain of the week. Very, I like how they're, they tied it into Campbell, not necessarily even Alice, but it was more had to do with Campbell mm-hmm. and, um, his craziness. So, so they, they, they're really, and we were worried about this. Like, I remember conversations about how long can Alice work as a villain and she is a villain, but they've, they've brought in Campbell and he's taking over. And, and that was really consistent in this episode, um, given the, the history between Dr. Ethan Campbell and the, um, the princess Joker wannabe. Yeah, <laughs> Joker's daughter, I think. <laughs> Joker's yeah. daughter, which which I did have some issue with. I was like, "Come on, guys, you can you can do better than this." Yeah, but yeah. Um, the what I really liked about this episode is that um, the, they made a very interesting decision with Mary, where we knew Mary knows. She yeah. knows the secret. Mm-hmm. And and you see her questioning um, Sophie in the beginning and, and trying to get a, assessed if she realizes who Batwoman is. And then they bring in Alice again for another great Alice and Mary, which I'm finding the scenes between those two actresses are always good. They are. They, are. they really yeah. do. And they've really come a long way with that dynamic and relationship because it is very much the evil stepsister kind of deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, but to twist that nice knife, because Alice 
has always known who Batwoman is. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, right, Mary, instead of saying, hey, I know, stop lying to me, she she brings up the pilot episode. And I never thought about that. That's right. That's right. I didn't, I didn't think about it until you just brought it up. You're, you're right. Yeah. 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 All that trust she put into Kate with her clinic and how, like, she's more than what she seems, they they brought that full circle and um, and used it in such a way where, where um, Kate's face at the end of it, that re- recognition that maybe she is keeping Mary out um, for the wrong reasons. I mean, I mean, Kate, you go to Mary every single episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I like that dynamic too, and that and like especially like how Mary was trying to like, hey, you know, kind of just like you need, you need a sidekick, you need a sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 they were just you know it was like faint and repose, faint and repose as far as like their little conversation and and. And ultimately, uh, yeah, it, it definitely set up, like you said, those good callbacks to, to the pilot because, mm-hmm. um, because you know, obviously, Mary knows Kate's secret, and but also I think about also in the episode, we uh, you know we were wonder speculating about or I speculated about whether or not uh, Sophie realized that it was Kate under the cow, and this episode pretty much confirms that she still thinks it's the other person that she doesn't know that Kate is, is, is a Batwoman. And so, you know, it was Kate was successful in throwing her off the path, even though now Sophie has fallen in, in love with the, I guess the ideal of Batwoman. Well, rather so, than the person. Of the person yeah. Let's talk about this. Cause, um, a, Still don't remember them kissing, but clearly it happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it happened again. <laughs> happened again. <laughs> it happened again, which is fine. Um, now, a part of me wants to say this episode makes Sophie look really stupid, and it, it kind of does because, come on, girl, they they had a the long relationship. They right. kissed multiple times during that relationship. Right. Are you telling me just because she suddenly wears a mask? she kisses differently. Yeah. that. <laughs> well, that... I just, I mean, there's such a connection or they really, the writers want us to think that there's such this soulmate connection between these two characters that I, I find it hard. The closer Sophie or the more around Batwoman she is that she doesn't recognize her for being right. Kate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. It, it was, that, that was part of the episode that did frustrate, frustrate me as well. It's like, come on. Yeah, it, it's like the episode with Mary where you're just like, Mary, come on, connect the dots. But then they allowed her to connect the dots. And I'm yeah. just waiting for them to do the same thing with Sophie. That being said, the rest of the episode, when it really came down to this potential relationship with Batwoman and her abandoning the crows because of what she believes in, that allowed her to have the courage to actually come out to her mom, which is a really good scene. Very well acted. Um, and, and so I, I can't, I can't, it's, it, it's like Sophie comes out even for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, 
she does. She does. And I was just thinking, I think this episode, you know, really combined the all the the, the great the best things about the Arrowverse shows, mm-hmm. uh, as far as you know, the, just being true to yourself, and you know, as far as her coming out to her mother, um, you know, as far as getting back to the villain, the the the, the, um, the whole issues with you know, to have a, a villain of the week with some de- with some depth with the, with the, you know, issues of body image and social yep. media addiction and. And, you know, and I think about Arrow as far as the crows being judge, jury, and executioner, mm-hmm. uh, especially with Jacob learning that, um, you know, Reggie was indeed an innocent man, a setup to take the fall for, you know, for Lucius Fox's murder. And, and you know, the crows may have been behind it in some or, or part of the part of the conspiracy that led to Fox's death. So, I mean, those were all things that I really, like I said, made this episode this week one of my favorites uh, of, of of the slate. Yeah, it. There were so many callbacks. There was a lot of times where I was like, "Yeah, they they planted that seed a few episodes ago." I totally know where where they why they're bringing it up now, and they're utilizing it in a way where I'm also not being like, "Oh, now they bring up this point." <laughs> you know, I it's not for uh, it's not. Um, smeared where i'm just like saying okay this character will now say this in response right um but then again it's a new show so we don't have seasons upon seasons of watching right. characters repeat the same mistakes but i do i mean overall it's it's a pretty good episode of tv i was perfectly satisfied with it um and and oh which makes me want to circle back to sophie yeah um because that moment at the end and and I don't know if other like Batman movies or TV shows have ever brought that aspect up. Is that at the end of the day they keep their their identities a secret, not because of the whole I want to protect you, but because it it makes is suddenly you're not that symbol. Right. You're, you're the actual person, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of baggage with being a human. So you have to be something else. Yeah, that you know that and that was a very you know that's a good that was a good callback to actually Batman Begins. Mm, okay. When you think about it, when 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 Bruce when is on the airplane flying back after being with in the temp, in from training, mm-hmm. you know, you know, as a person, Bruce Man can be Bruce Wayne can be corrupted, but as a symbol, I can be something else. Right. 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 Which goes back to what we we're talking about last or the last time we were reviewing that woman is that they're taking that mythos mm-hmm. and and highlighting all of its strengths without making it feel repetitious. Exactly. Which brings us to Supergirl. No. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to carry Supergirl this week because I, I just couldn't get through it. I did but I had, it was, this is where, you know, I was saying earlier with the Flash, I was like glued Supergirl. Uh-huh. I was, I was all over the place as far as like my attention span with this one this week. It I like the beginning. Possible. I will it say I did like the beginning with the dragon. Uh, no, well, no, <laughs> no. It just was, uh, I just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We can move on to Black Lightning. <laughs> Supergirl happened this episode. <laughs> yeah. There were things 
<laughs> it just it was not. I I have to agree. I would rank the Flash episode above Supergirl this week because I honestly can't remember one thing that happened. Yeah, <laughs> of I mean, any relevance. <laughs> there were like there were like pieces of it, like for example, I I I've been, you know again I I am really enjoying John Cryer's Lex Luthor and and I like the way he's playing the character that he's just not you know megalomania evil. But you know, it's bringing some nuance to it, where he's like benevolent um, guy. You know, he's trying to work Lena to, you know, we can we can help these inmates and and get over whatever you know to recondition them. So there's those moments, um, but I, yeah, I just and I don't know if it's because I, I I didn't watch portions of Five A that some of these characters I just don't know them as well, and so. Um, maybe that's that. Like this is the Andrea character, and, and the whole Obsidian, you know, company and that, those kind of things. I, I mean, I, I will freely admit I, I am not as well versed in it this season as I was, was as we were last season. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's that. But um, I just, I just, I don't know. It's just this season for me. It's just, it's just not working for me. Uh, other than like. I mean, there's parts of it that works for me as far as like Lex and, and I'm, and as far as Alex leaving the DEO and, you know, becoming a partner with John and, and being the PI work, you know, those, those are some nice moments, but I just felt that overall the episode just kind of meandered along. And that's yeah. just how this, this season has been to me. It's just kind of meandering along. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you that it's Supergirl is in this weird flux of, Right now, some episodes I'm fully engaged in. Episodes like this, I could care less about. I don't even remember. And they don't stand out. And um, and it's definitely, and, and we say this every week, it's not the season that was before. It's There was something about that season that was very magical, and they have yet to recapture it. Yeah. And, and. But at the same time, I am glad that since Crisis, I did return to it um, because I still like these characters. I still, I, I still am 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 fine with where things are going. If they have a few more of a, of these episodes run, I might jump off again. I don't know yet. Um, granted, all TV is going to be canceled in the near near future, so yeah. we take what we can get. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess especially given the the 100th episode to me was you know was a really 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 solid 100. Yep. And so so this week was kind of so, but I am looking forward to next week with the uh, with the dreamer centric story because I really do like that character. Yeah, yeah, and they haven't been using her as much, so we'll see. You know, yeah. it's still hit and miss, but um, let's talk about your favorite hit. And it's finally, I can say this, and you I can won't say it. Season finale, Flash. Yes, yes, it was season <laughs> finale, and uh, it, it was, you know, as far as Flash was my favorite episode this week, you know, Black Lightning finale and Batwoman are tied for number two because it, um, it was, a, it was a very solid season finale. I mean, it, it tied up various story points. Uh, from the first three seasons uh, with the Markovian War, uh, we, you know, it had stakes, which, you know, we 
especially now that you can't have doppelgangers anymore. Uh, doc, you know, we, we lost characters in, in this episode. We have characters who we have a cliffhanger with Grace Joy being in a coma after uh, Grave Digger uh, had uh, Anissa and and Grace fight each other in the in the pit where they were trying to rescue all the metas from from Grave Digger. Mm-hmm. Um, the other other really cool thing was sort of it put Earth Prime in some in real world context where uh, there was a scene after Grave Digger captured Jennifer uh, after a pretty pretty amazing fight between Jefferson and and Grave Digger where. Jefferson told him, "Hey, you're my uncle," and he's like, "Oh, so we are family." And and, and Wayne Brady's just a, he's just a, he just chews the scenery as a bad guy, but <laughs> but uh, there was a moment where uh, Jennifer and Rave Digger did have a moment together where they talked, they, they referenced Obama and Martin Luther King, and so in this Earth Prime, it, it, you know, it, you know, one of the things we always liked about black lightning was how it kind of grounded itself in in current reality and that was just a nice little nod to it um and especially in the whole over in the context of their of their discussion about racial injustice and everything uh as far as how grave digger was used by the country and 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 so it was, it was a really it was just a really good scene especially using those two icons like that mm-hmm. um also, um, as I mentioned, Dr. Jason was killed. Lynn was almost killed, but by uh, one of the ASA metas. But uh, she uh, turns out she's still addicted to green light, and that's another cliffhanger that they sort of tease for for season four. Um, but well, uh, yeah, I, that that goes back to what you kept saying about how that portrayal was so authentic of people getting hooked on these things. Mm-hmm. If they had chosen to just be like, yeah, and Lynn suddenly is over it. It's like, wait, wait, she was an addict. Right. You don't get over something like that. Right. I mean, that has to be continued forward. It, yeah. And they, yeah, and they, and they definitely did so, but they also, you know, put the ASA chapter to a close with the, uh, there was a nice. There was a, at the end of the episode. There was a hearing where they Jefferson did expose the ASA's plan to build all these metas, and um, we get a we get a nice little cliffhanger, a couple cliffhangers, big one, uh, where we we about Gravedigger, and also uh, they had a nice couple little couple nice Easter eggs too in that scene where they had the creators of the comic book Black Lightning. As part of the congressional hearing panel, so it was it was this very solid, solid season finale. Can't wait for season four, um, and you know we we end it with Tobias in in Markovia just waiting to come back and take over Friedland. Huh. Well. Um... Yeah, and there were a few other moments too. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I mean there was Khalil and got his. Yeah, as part of the ASA getting shut down, uh, Agent Odell um, did it, it, you know is held res- you know, responsible for his actions, and it was a nice moment where Khalil and Black Lightning had a you know Jefferson was like, look, Khalil, you don't need to to do this. You're better than 
killing Odell, and uh, he, you know, they they had, you know, it was those moments, that, the moment, moments of, of conscious, and uh, yeah, Khalil was like, okay, I'll, I'll, he did the right thing. So it, again, it was just, as I said, very strong episode. We lost um, eight Detective Henderson, Chief Henderson. Uh, we lost Dr. Jace, but Grace is in a coma. Uh, but again, there's some, you know, definite cliffhangers with Lynn and Tobias and uh, Gravedigger that they really have some strong off points to, to jump off of uh, for uh, season four. Good. I mean, it sounds like it was a. It lived up to everything else you've been say, saying about season three of Black Lightning. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's all you can ask for for season finales. Yeah, yeah. I think we were talking about that last week about how they tend to get structured in this way, and sometimes they, if you deviate from the structure, then <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, 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 this is one that definitely stuck the landing. Good. Good. All right, which and brings us to and speaking of landings, I guess Picard, which had a very, um, I was gonna say flashback, but it's not flashback. Um, Picard lands in a place where to find some shelter for him and Soji, and I see familiar faces who are aged about thirty years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> But I was like, I I recognize that face, and I recognize that face, and yep, 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 because Deanna Troy and Will Riker are, um, we we saw them this episode, and there was a mini family reunion happening. Yeah. Why was... are you enthusiastic about this? Huh? You just I'm... very like, oh, <laughs> let's No, talk. no, I'm very enthusiastic about it. I, I love this episode. I It was like, how, again, how you how you properly do fan service and, and, and carry a story forward instead of just having nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, and... And, and and just I mean there's just so many things about it because like one there's just a title uh, and the name of the, of the episode and the name of the planet they go to Nephethine which is you know from the Odyssey from from Homer and it's a drug that helps helps you forget your sorrows hmm. and and there's so there's been a theme of sorrow in you know with Soji's story and and her sister. But also, we see what the Rikers have been, and, and Troy's been dealing with. I mean, they lost yeah. their son, and 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 they, you know they named their daughter after Deanna's sister who who died when Deanna was young. So it was a you know, and 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 Riker's history is as far as her son Thad, how it connects to the overall story that's going on. In, in the Federation at this point because they could have cured their son if the Federation had banned since. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that to go back to your point, this, this is how you do fan service without diverting from the current story you're telling. That one scene, like before I was very leery and I was like, okay, all right. So what, 
So either either there's going to be a family dinner and then shots are going to get fired. <laughs> is that little girl going to die? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, how is this going to blow up in Picard's face? But then to go back to that scene between Soji and Deanna, it's it's just they needed to bring her in and will arguably also in just so that y- Soji, as she is coming to terms with her new reality, she has someone else other than Picard and his arrogance yep. to 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 realize what she is now and what that means. And and I think she needed that maternal instinct and she needed that empathy in that moment and that that realization is that. Yes, some, there are so many people out there that think you're evil and you should have never been made, but there is a reason why you were and why people still continue to make sense or want to make sense. I mean, it's science, right? Right, right. So, yeah. so I, I thank you for bringing that up because that really is the moment where I was like, okay, I'm fully on board with this episode. Yeah, yeah. That 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 without that moment, it it would have just been very hollow fan service that would have frustrated everyone because you know fans would have been like, "How dare you let Riker lecture Picard about being arrogant?" But you know, but I just I look, but it's true. I mean, we talked about this earlier in the season. Picard yeah. was is and was a very arrogant man, and I just and who better to tell you that than your best friend? Right. Who you know. Coming from coming from Rafi or coming from Rios or somebody else, it wouldn't be the same as hearing it from Riker and hearing it again from Troy, who Troy's always played that role of the sort of the captain's conscience. Mm-hmm. But but in this episode, I mean, she was just like, "Oh yeah, I'm your counselor. But I'm gonna, you know, but also I'm gonna tell you how it is." And Riker too was like, "John Luke." I'm gonna tell you how it is, and and so it was, you know, that was a very realistic dynamic between people who've known each other for 30 years, who's been through stuff together. Right, right, and so, right. yeah. And to go to your point, I mean, the whole conscious aspect is what we've been missing for this season, where Picard put together his team and then launched himself into space and is on this mission, and he's really had to be that reflection pool for these his these new crew members on on why they a he needs them for a self-serving reason but also trying to figure out a motive that allows him to to find soji and Mm -hmm. and take her where she needs to go so so i think that he has really been missing that right hand man or woman to to say like are you sure about this? Like, yep. yeah. What do you think is going to happen? What's exactly. the overall plan? What is the end goal? I mean, Soji is a thin. She's always going to be on the run for her life, um, especially with um, people like Nordak chasing her. With which, that's another reason why I was first trepidatious about this episode is because Nordak just sat in the ship. Mm-hmm. The- time spinning his cube yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he had me last episode and then he completely you like benched him <laughs> yeah 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 
There's this little cat, warp speed cat and mouse. I mean, that's pretty much what was going on between Norak and uh, and Rios. But you know, I, I, it it was okay. It was it was a nice, I guess. You know, you needed you needed the action to counterbalance the 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 the, the moments on on the with the Rikers and, and Troy and Picard. So that was okay. Uh, I, I mean, I guess you you could have had that. You know, you did have the action go down on the cube. Which yeah. is another, um, you know, we, we lost, you know, speaking of losing characters and stuff, um, you know, we, we lost Hugh this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, and which was, you know, in, you know, and of course that's sort of the storytelling arc, you know, he, last week he, he helped save the day. And then of course you, you meet your demise later. But, but again, I thought this, you know, four characters' death that it it, it was necessary for the story. Um, he he, like they almost tried to kill him or make it appear that he had died about three or four times between last week's episode and this week's episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which I, I I know where you're going with like the how it's how it's going to overall serve the storyline. That being said writers that's a huge mistake because by the time that you actually do kill the character yeah <laughs> suddenly the stakes have dropped because we're like we 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 um went through our grief over that character four death scenes ago exactly yeah when it, when it, whenever they like call they, whenever they murder all the xbs and then he'll still standing there i was like oh lazy writing lazy writing I know. I know it's just yeah. so weird yeah yeah that was the one flaw of the episode i will i will freely admit but uh what about what about your thoughts on Agnes? Because they opened up with yeah. her before, or or in this, it was kind of an awkward timing of how they they alluded that this occurred. She Picard had already come forward, and she started interacting with him. Right. And yeah. then who does she encounter? Uh, Commander O. So, and I, I I had made a note in prior weeks to talk about it, and never was it didn't get a chance to, to really flesh it out but so I've, I've been just wondering since the since we first saw that scene with O and Agnes on at the Daystrom Institute um, if she was Romulan or Vulcan because just getting the Star Trek geek lore here um, Vulcans don't need sunglasses because they grew up I mean Vulcan is a desert planet and they yeah. genetic yeah they uh, genetically developed, uh, you know, inner eyelid to protect them from the harsh sun. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, yeah, so, I was like, why is she wearing sunglasses? But, what? yeah, yeah. And so, I was like, okay, is that their way of trying to throw you off to say, oh, maybe she's a Romulan and not Vulcan. But then this week, they have her do the, the mod mail after, uh, to, to basically plant the seed in Agnes's head that you know Daystrom that excuse me that Maddox is not all what he seems and his his plan to make more sense is you know going to lead to the end of the world well and, it's the destroyer I mean yeah, it's yeah. part of that prophecy too is that yeah. if she's the sister who's the destroyer then her there there's something and, and Picard is going to be the trigger basically because she's gonna go and see Maddox and then something might happen if she is that that sister and not the other one. 
Right, right. Yeah, so there's that piece. And so, yeah, so that, you know, so timeline-wise, that was right before they left to go to Earth. I mean, left, they left Earth. And and so I still, you know, so I'm still, and maybe back to the place where I think she might be a Romulan who's learned how to do those mind techniques, you know, because again, you know, it, it, the Vot, the, the Vach, uh, Zath, the, the deep, deep state intelligence unit is just, you know, their, their goal is to, to keep Romulan, you know, to keep sense from being built. So, uh, or there's just offshoot of Vulcans who feel that way too. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, because, you know, they are the destroyer and, and that was, if they let these things propagate, they're going to destroy us all, uh, which would happen, you know, which would did happen on Mars for some reason. Um, so there, you know, so there was that piece, but, um, it, but I like the way that they did, you know, have her take the track, the tracking device and really carrying it forward to the present moment of the story. Uh, really, you know, last week she hooked up at Rios and, uh, and, and I guess about a grief, grief sex. And then, um, then this week she's, you know, de- really dealing with the the aftermath and, and coming to grips with how she was manipulated mm-hmm. to be uh, to be a pawn for for these these actors and um, you know then she you know, takes method to you know self self induces herself into a coma to to help them get away from from the tracking tracking device so. I, I did like that aspect of it. It just, you know, added another layer to the to 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 Agnes's character, as far as her feeling responsible and and really, um, you know, we've been seeing the guilt play out the last few weeks, and now we have the consequence of it. Right, and and uh, Agnes is an onion. There's multi layers, and she's someone that they're still fleshing out, and and they needed something to be happening on the ship. And a reason why there would be a delay, you know, between them being able to immediately meet up with Soji and Picard. And and they came up with a pretty good reason for that delay occurring and to have for Picard to reconnect with his old friends. So, I mean, overall, there were some parts, mainly on the cube, which was lazy writing, but majority of this episode was pretty strong. Yeah. Um, not as strong as last week. Last week's still my favorite episode of the yeah. season. Pilot right after that. Um, but again, I am. I was. I there were a few episodes there where I was like, okay, stop meandering. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. And and I'm glad we're on this path now because I yeah. really feel like now we are on this mission. Everything's in place, and and we're headed somewhere. And and so I hope that they stick the landing just like Black Lightning did. I hope so. I, I really hope so. I mean, I, I think they will. I, I'm hopeful that they will. And and again, this this week was just uh, yeah. I as a as a long term long time Star Trek fan, this was a very very satisfying episode for me. Great seeing Jonathan Frakes, who hasn't acted in forever because he's moved on to have such a you know, strong, tremendous career as a director. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was even worried about that because he's like, I haven't been in front of the camera in years, but he just stepped right back into that character and, uh, and you know, felt like, oh yeah, felt like 
hadn't missed they didn't miss a beat and I, I loved how he did the analysis of Picard when he was calling out the air you know you couldn't see that about Soji that she was an android those those are the moments that I really just really liked about that episode and and, and again with with Troy uh, her scenes with Picard and, and helping him see what helping him see what Soji needed uh, that that those were the high, those were definitely strong moments for me and I'm glad that they worked him into the into the story because they they were going to be like the big three for the next generation group even though eventually became Picard, Data, and Worf. But this was the original intent, and it was nice seeing that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk. That's W I L L M P O L K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S J B E L M O N T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.